0: Good afternoon everybody, Uneducated Economist here. I just finished up doing that uh, video for uh, Cantillon's essay, Chapter 10. And I started reading some news. I'm sitting here at lunch and I started reading some news um, and clicked on a CNBC uh, news interview with, um, I forget the guy's name from BlackRock. But anyway, he's in charge of like the fixed assets. And from what I understand, he's in charge of a lot of it too, like an insane amount of it. I can't remember what the number was. I was just, you know, kind of floored by when, by how much he said. But anyway, the some of the things that he said inside of this interview were quite interesting because he is thinking very much along the lines of what I have been thinking as well. And I you know, I know a lot of people are just stuck on this inflation thing, but even he has described this as a transitory thing, as supply chain shock. And this is where I have been coming from as well. I didn't look at copper, I'm not looking at all the other commodities that are out there, corn, wheat, oil, whatever. I just focused in on lumber. That was the only thing I was paying attention to. And so when everybody was saying, oh, you can see inflation all over the place, all you have to do is just look at lumber. And so I thought, well, are you talking about the price rising as being the inflation that you're talking about? Because like, I'm having a hard time understanding the whole inflation debate because inflation happened months ago when the Federal Reserve launched their balance sheet up to whatever the hell it is now, $7 trillion, is that right? I don't even know. I don't even pay attention to it anymore because it's just such an astronomical number. But ultimately, that's when the inflation took place. What we're waiting for is the price increases. And if you're looking for price increases, well, if you're pointing at lumber as the price increase, well, that was due to a supply chain shock. That's not due to a, to a destruction of the dollar, at least not in my opinion it was. not Now, we are starting to see lumber start to do that shift. It dropped down for the last week, and it dropped down significantly. And I have a feeling that buying or that selling pressure is going to continue into the next coming weeks. Now, I could be very wrong on that. I got an email from a gentleman. He says, hey, did you take this take this into consideration? Yes, the lumber is coming, becoming more available, but some of the products that go into production of some of the secondary items, not like the lumber that you frame a wall with, but like the pressure-treated lumber, the primed lumber, the lumber that's been um, engineered, so to speak, like some of the LVL and glue lambs kind of stuff. He said, this stuff is gonna be continuing to go into shortage. Or at least he made the suggestion, especially with the copper part of things. Cause copper is used quite a bit inside of the uh, pressure treating process. So he said, like, if you think about it, if this chemical comes up in short supply, which like it has like the MDI ha- resin has come up in OSB, which I-, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. I'm sorry about that. The other day I mentioned the MDI resin and didn't really explain what that was. MDI resin is the glue, or is like a glue component that they use in the manufacturing of OSB sheathing. And OSB sheathing is like the cheapest type of sheathing that you can get out there. It's made out of just a bunch of little tiny chips that are glued together into a four by eight sheet. A lot of people call it shit wood for a lack of better terms, just because of how cheap it is like made and how easily it falls apart when it gets like rained on but it is a good building component as far as like new construction goes if it's you know a brand new sheet going into place getting nailed in and sided over it's an excellent product there's nothing wrong with it now a lot of people will argue with that but anyway osb has been in a very critical short supply and what's happened is is because it's in short supply the prices have gone off the roof which has moved people into the plywood, which is now diminishing the amount of plywood that's available out there. This scenario is going to continue. I mean, I don't see any relief in the plywood prices going into the foreseeable future. I have not heard of any easement yet. Like, getting easier at all. (laughs) Anyhow, pressure treated seems to be available, and I haven't heard of any chemical shortages. Now, I did last year right as the covid lockdowns first started kicking in, I did hear about a a chemical shortage that could possibly affect the production of pressure treated lumber, but it didn't happen. Like I didn't see it. I heard about it, but I didn't have any like issues with it taking place. So I haven't heard of that happening as of yet. I talked to my vendor who deals pressure treated to me on a regular basis. I talk to him every single week. What are the new things you're hearing? What are the things that you're short of? That's my biggest question. What are the things you're short of? Because I don't want to like, you know, tell somebody, hey man, I can get you your beams this week. They get all ready to do their project, and then I can't get their pressure treated beams. So my biggest question to him is what's available or what isn't available is was the uh, was the big question. And outside of just a handful of beams that he had that he said that I I believe he has got his stock his he's replenished his stock on. But other than that, I haven't heard of any shortages in the pressure treated markets yet. The quality of the pressure treated has dropped. We used to get a very fine, awesome product that had no wane, had very few edge knots. It was a premium grade. It's not available to us any longer. So our premium grade is now just average grade and that is like, one of the things that I was kind of bummed out to see because having a little bit better quality lumber even though you have a little bit higher price is well worth it because people don't have to sort through your stuff and they're much more appreciative of it. If you have to spend half your day sorting through lumber to try and use your product then it doesn't do you any advantage to save a couple of pennies on a a board. So you might as well buy the higher quality and get right to work and that's what we found is it works out much better for us. Unfortunately nowadays that higher quality lumber doesn't seem to be as available as it once was so those are some of the things that i see coming in here but what i really keyed in on this guy's uh on this guy's interview is that transitory effect and that he sees at some point coming into the future that there is going to be a need for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates. And when people say, nope, they can't do it, won't happen, the government can't afford it, everything would crash when it happens, he makes the suggestion that maybe they don't have to back out on all the quantitative easing, just on everything on the short end and just buy on the long end of the treasuries, which he said would do better for like the housing market and keeping that more stable but then try to unwind some of the irrational exuberance that I well he didn't say it like that I'm saying it like that but what I feel is taking place when it comes to the liquidity that is coming into this market now a lot now I guess it wouldn't be a rational exuberance like a lot of people are thinking as far as like I mean, because that's happening as well as people are buying like ever increasingly more expensive houses and taking out ever increasing amounts of debt to buy these things. That's the irrational exuberance. But what's happening now is that there's a lot of liquidity coming into the market, not only from the Fed's quantitative easing programs, but you also got the unwinding of the Treasury's uh, general account. And this is all like money coming into the system, which is creating a lot of liquidity, which is going to create you know, the inflation that we're going to see and the federal reserve is going to have to do some kind of reaction to that. So anyway, I was just thinking of that after I watched that video and thought I'd share it with you. Um, Oh, this is the one thing that he said though, um, this in the interview. And that's what I wanted to bring up was the system is not creating any more jobs to put this much liquidity into it. That's something to think about. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.